You are listening to Rabbi Arya Wolby of Torch in Houston, Texas. This is the Living Jewishly Podcast. All right, welcome back, everybody. Welcome back to the Living Jewishly Podcast. Today's mitzvah, today's halacha that we're going to discuss is the laws of tefillin, phylacteries. Tefillin is a very, very special mitzvah. It is one of the dearest mitzvahs to my heart. I don't know why, but since I was bar mitzvah, tefillin have just been like the most precious mitzvah to me. And I'm like a little bit of a fanatic about my tefillin, about them being absolutely perfect. I bring them to be checked probably a little bit too frequently. You're supposed to check them twice every seven years. And I probably check them more frequently than that. And that's because that's because they're so precious and so important to me that I just like I want to make sure that they're always in a perfect state of kosher and you know, hopefully one day I'll be able to fulfill this mitzvah properly the way the Almighty wants us to. But uh I thank Hashem that I've had the privilege of putting on my tefillin every single day since my bar mitzvah. And I hope that uh, for the rest of my life, I continue to have that merit. The Torah commands us to wear tefillin four times throughout the Torah. Two, when recalling the Exodus, and two, in the Shema. And if you look, A, B, C, and D is the four different locations. I'm going to read them out. And it shall be for you a sign on your arm and a reminder between your eyes, so that Hashem's Torah may be in your mouth. For with a strong hand, Hashem removed you from Egypt, and that is in Exodus 13, verse 9. Exodus 13, verse 16. And it shall be a sign upon your arm and an ornament between your eyes, for with a strong hand Hashem removed us from Egypt. Source number three. Bind them as a sign upon your arm and let them be ornaments between your eyes. Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 8. And the fourth source is Deuteronomy chapter 11, verse 18. You shall place these words of mine upon your heart and upon your soul. You shall bind them as a sign upon your arm and let them be an ornament between your eyes. The mitzvah of tefillin is very precious that all of Torah is equal to it. There are several mitzvahs that it is said about them that performing that mitzvah is like performing all of the mitzvahs of the Torah, meaning it has an unbelievable power of connection to really elevate us and bring us to a very special connection with Hashem. One who doesn't fulfill the mitzvah, or if one wears unkosher tefillin, it is considered a great sin. One should ensure to purchase tefillin only from a God-fearing scribe who works with focus and proper intention. It is proper to expend great resources for the best available to fill in and not look for the cheapest option. One should care for the straps as necessary to keep them black at all times. If tefillin are in a questionable kosher state, a rabbi or bona fide scribe should be asked immediately. One should use extra caution with the corners of the tefillin box as they are exposed and easily damaged. And we'll have a demonstration right at the end of this segment. For those of you listening on podcast, you can download in the notes, in the description, we have a link to these laws. And 
we're going to uh, link the video on YouTube so that you can watch the end of the presentation with the demonstration. As tefillin age, the sections of the leather may part. One should always look after their condition and repair them promptly. One who refrains from talking with tefillin is promised a great portion in the world to come. Tefillin is one of the three mitzvahs that are a sign and testimony of our relationship with Hashem. There are two other mitzvahs, and that is Shabbos, which are called an os, a sign, and bris is a sign. These are three signs. Tefillin, Shabbos, and bris are the three signs of our relationship with Hashem. The head tefillin. Now, I'm going to call it the head tefillin and the hand tefillin to discern between the two. The head tefillin has shins on both sides, as we'll see shortly, and should be revealed when wearing them and not be covered. So if someone is wearing a talus, the talus shouldn't cover over the head tefillin because there are the shins on both sides of the head tefillin and they need to be shown as a great testimony. Tefillin should be worn in the morning, beginning when a friend is discernible from a short distance. So when it's like almost light and you're able to discern a friend from about eight feet away, that's when you can put on the tefillin. That's the time. One should first put on the talus and then the tefillin since talus is a more regular mitzvah. We learned this previously that something which is more frequent takes precedence. For example, Rosh Chodesh, the first day of the month, and Hanukkah. Which one is more frequent? Rosh Chodesh is every month. Hanukkah is once a year. So when you have Rosh Chodesh and Hanukkah combined, you observe the Rosh Chodesh customs before the Hanukkah customs. Here with tefillin and tzitzis, a talis is worn all day, Shabbos and weekday. Tefillin are only worn on weekday. Because talis is more frequent, it takes precedence and we wear it first. If one mistakenly touched the tefillin first, it is proper then to put the tefillin on first as not to pass a mitzvah. There's another law in the Torah which tells us never pass up on a mitzvah. So if you happen to touch your tefillin first, put on your tefillin first. Why? Because putting it down and saying, oh, I'm going to put on my talus first, you're putting a mitzvah aside. You're not supposed to put a mitzvah aside. You have an opportunity of a mitzvah, you do it right away. The hand tefillin is always put on before the head tefillin. We learn from the verses in the Torah that hand tefillin be placed on the weaker hand. It says, al yadcha. And our sages teach us that means yad keha, the, the weaker hand. So if you're a righty, you put it on your left hand. If you're a lefty, you put it on your right hand. It's an entire discussion. What do you do with someone who's ambidextrous, someone who has equal strength of right and left hands? So you put it on the left hand, which is the weaker, weaker hand for the majority of people. The majority of people are righties, and therefore you'll put it on the left hand. And the proper placement is at the highest point of the bicep to the elbow and opposite the heart. The tefillin should lean towards the body. We're going to demonstrate this a little bit later. 
We also learn from the verse that the head tefillin is placed between the eyes by the hairline till the soft area of the baby's head. So we know there's a soft area of the baby's head. It should not be placed further back than that spot. And one should use extra care that the head tefillin be in the proper place. If it's on the forehead, it's not the correct place. It should be at the beginning of the hairline. I'm going to show it to you in a few minutes. The head tefillin knot, there's a knot in the back of the head, should be in the foramen magnum, which is like that little ridge of those two bones in the back. That's where the knot should be placed, which is equal to the height of the eyes. And you will see this in the in the uh, illustration on page number two. The tefillin should fit properly on the head, and one should use caution of placement if the tefillin are larger. Some people have a custom to have larger tefillin. This is the standard size of most tefillin, but some have considerably larger, and it's much more difficult to have them in the right place when they're so big. The Sephardic have even smaller than this. They have very, very small tefillin. It's much easier to get it in the right spot to put it properly when it's, when it's smaller. All sizes are kosher, but it's more difficult to put it in the right place when it's so large. Now, when one wears the tefillin, one puts on the tefillin, they should be standing. When removing the tefillin from the bag, it should be done by hand and not by shaking the tefillin out of the bag, which would be a sign of disrespect. It means don't take the tefillin that are in the bag and shake it out like that. Put your hand in and take it out with respect and dignity. When tying the tefillin on the hand, on the bicep area, bicep, it needs to be from the middle of the bicep area and down, from here and down. When tying the tefillin on the hand on the bicep, the bracha should be recited first, then the knot secured and wrapped seven times around the forearm. So from here, from the elbow till the wrist, it should be seven times. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. And then immediately place the head tefillin on the head, recite the second blessing, and then secure the head tefillin in the proper position. While securing the head tefillin, Baruch Shem is recited. And finally, after the head tefillin is secured properly, the hand tefillin is fastened around the fingers, three times around the middle finger, one on the middle knuckle, and twice, one circle around the middle knuckle, and twice around the first knuckle closest to the palm. While securing the hand straps, one should recite the erastich li. So, when placing the hand tefillin on the bicep muscle on the left arm and before tightening it, we say, Baruch atah Hashem alokeinu melech haolam asher kidishanu b'mitzvosa v'tzivanu lehaniach tefillin. Blessed are you, Hashem, our God, King of the universe, who has sanctified us with his commandments and has commanded us to put on tefillin. We knot the tefillin on our arm. We strap around our arm seven times and then place the head tefillin on our head between our eyes and say, Baruch atah Hashem alokeinu melech haolam asher kedishanu b'mitzvosav v'tzivanu al mitzvas tefillin. Blessed are you, Hashem, our God, King of the universe, who has sanctified us with his commandments and commanded us concerning the mitzvah of tefillin. With the head tefillin in place, we say, Baruch Shem kavod machusolo olam va'ed, blessed is his name, whose glorious kingdom is forever and ever. And then when wrapping the three wraps around the finger 
and the subsequent wraps around the palm, we recite, and I will betroth you to me forever, and I will betroth you to me in righteousness, in justice, in kindness, and in mercy. And I will betroth you to me in faithfulness, and you shall know Hashem. So now, if you look at page number two, I want to just... On the top left, we'll start from the top left and we'll work our way down. So there are there are four main parts of the tefillin. There is the the bayit, which is the house of the tefillin. Now inside here, if you look, there's four there's three ridges. There's four different compartments. In each one of these compartments, as you can see on the bottom left and then on the bottom right, there is a little scroll in there, folded up and placed in each one of these four compartments. The four portions that we spoke about earlier are the four portions that are placed in here, that are placed inside these tefillin. So this is the bayit. If you notice, there's the shin. I'm going to do it so that the camera can see the shin. One with four legs and one with three legs on both sides of the tefillin. This is called the titura, which is, I guess, the base of the tefillin. There's the ma'avarta, which is the bridge where the, where the string goes through, where the strap goes through. And then this is called the ritsua, the straps. Now we have the knot. This is the head tefillin. There's the knot that's on the end of the head tefillin. And then on the hand tefillin, there's also a strap and there's also a knot that needs to be always touching the house. There are two houses, each one of them, they're identical, except this has four compartments. The head one has four compartments, four separate compartments, and the hand one has one big compartment, and all four portions are on one scroll. Here they're on four separate scrolls, placed in separate compartments, and here they're one long scroll rolled up and placed in here. Now, if you notice, we said there's the shin. We have the shin here. If you look here at the bottom, this is the shape of a dalid. The knot is a dalid. And here, the knot by the tefillin of the hand is a yud. That would be the name of Hashem. The shin, the dalid, and the yud. And that you can see on the top right, the illustration here of Hashem's name is the shin, dalid, and the yud. The next is the hand tefillin. Important for us to constantly remind ourselves that this knot, this yud knot, should always be touching the box. Now, if you'll look very, very carefully, you'll notice that there is a little, little gid. A gid is a sinew from the animal that this was actually made of. This is parchment is made from an actual animal. This is hide of an animal. It takes a long time for them to press it properly, to put it into these molds. And it's with a tremendous amount of pressure that it becomes so perfectly square. A lot of hard work, a lot of time to get it into the exact size, exact shape that it needs to be. I'm talking about this, the actual box. The paper is also of hide. Now, it needs to be perfectly square, which is why we're going to be very careful with the corners. Because if you bang this on the desk, you bang it, for example, when someone wears the tefillin on their heads and they bow for the Amidah, 
sometimes you can hit a wall. Got to be very careful about it. With tefillin, you have to be extremely, extremely careful because it could get uh, dented and then you need to go bring it to a sofa and repair it. Also, it needs to be completely black. You need to ensure at all times that it's black and that it's not fading. Okay. If you look at the diagram over here in the middle on the, on the left, you see how the tefillin are placed on the arm and how they're tied around the palm. If you look on the, on the diagram in the middle on the right, that shows the exact positioning of where the tefillin should be on the head, at the beginning of the hairline and back, and then on the knot in the back, if you see the equal spot that it should be aligned with the height of the eyes. And then if you look at the bottom diagrams, you'll see the four different slots that are in the shell roche of the head tefillin. And there are two different opinions. There's the very popular, the most popular. If you look over here, it says Rashi on the bottom here. These are the casings for the Rashi tefillin. And there's also Rabbeinu Tam. There's a difference of opinion. Everyone agrees with Rashi. Some also put on another pair of tefillin, which are according to Rabbeinu Tam. And it's a different order of how the portions are laid out. But it's the exact same portions, but a different order. And you can see that in the bottom right. Now, just for a little demonstration here. So these tefillin, I must give a, a disclaimer. So everything is in deep Kabbalistic source. Very deep Kabbalistic source. There's an entire book I recommend you read by Rabbi Arya Kaplan on tefillin. It will blow your mind. It is an amazing book. You can find it in the, uh, the Rabbi Arya Kaplan anthology. We have a copy of it here in our magnificent torch library. Okay, so here's the tefillin of the hand. Now, the tefillin of the hand, on, this is made for lefties, so it would be put on the right hand, so the knot is facing towards the heart. But if it would be for a righty, the knot would be on the other side. And it would be put on the left hand. Okay, now you're not allowed to put, one of the things that we see in halacha, we'll see this next week, is that there's not allowed to be any barrier between, any separation between the tefillin and the skin. Not a shirt, got to be careful, not a watch, not a Band-Aid. Now, if someone has a cast on and you can't remove it, then you do the best you can. But it's proper for the tefillin to be on the flesh, on the skin. So imagine now, not good for the demonstration, that the knot is on the other side, and it would be placed right over here, the middle of the bicep, and you would have about two fingers space between the tefillin and the elbow. Okay? Now, I tie it over here. Some tie it. Again, there are four different customs and how tefillin are actually placed, meaning not where they're placed. Everyone agrees on where they're placed, but how they're tied. And then as I'm ready to make the knot, I recite the blessing and then start putting now. Also, in the custom, there's two ways you can knot it. You can knot it up towards the heart and there are others who do it up away from the heart, meaning coming back underneath the arm to the heart. Again, there's Ashkenaz is the vast majority of people in the world today observe the Ashkenaz custom and do it up to the heart. Then, once the tefillin are fully on, the hand tefillin are fully on, then we take very carefully, we take the head tefillin and we place them into position 
in our, on our head. Now, very important that when they're placed on the head, that they're placed right in the middle. Right in the middle. So you'll see people in shul do this because they want to make sure that it is perfectly aligned with the center. Also, you check where the beginning of the hairline is, and that's the position, the exact position that the tefillin should be in. It should not be over here. Okay, that's the wrong place for the tefillin to be. It should be up there. Then, after it's secured properly, this one is not fit for my head, but once it's placed properly, then you can recite the blessing of the Shorosh. We're going to learn more next week about exactly how we take them off and what we do throughout the process of prayer while our tefillin are on. Now, it used to be the custom that people would wear tefillin all day. But because today people aren't able to concentrate and keep a clear mind while wearing tefillin, we don't wear it except for when we're praying the morning prayers. If someone doesn't pray the morning prayer, you should still put on your tefillin every day, except Shabbos. Put on your tefillin, say the Shema, and take it off. Important, another very important thing, is not to talk, not to say a word that's not necessary between putting on the tefillin of the hand and the tefillin of the head. Not allowed to have any type of interruption. Okay, my dear friends, thank you. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you for listening to this Living Jewishly podcast. And we will link below the YouTube video and the notes for this class so that you can follow along as you're listening and or watching this presentation. My dear friends, have a great Shabbos. Thank you so much and happy tfillining.